Hello and welcome to Breaking Late, a motorsports podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me, as always, is JD. How are you, mate? What a big weekend. Yeah, amazing weekend. Let's start with a little bit non-motorsport uh, event. Yes. That I think, um, I don't know if I've ever seen you that happy before. <laughs> yes, Phil's talking about the Western Bulldogs won their second premiership. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, but we're just not, a couple of years between. Just just a few years, and it was fantastic. And just well done, boys. Love your work. And that's um, all we'll talk. Let's, we'll stop with the AFL now. So, F one, mate. What a race! Ah, oh, this is what made the weekend good. Got to watch the doggies win on Saturday. Then on Sunday, watched an Australian win the Malaysian Grand Prix. It was fantastic. And you couldn't have seen it coming. I was watching it in practice. And I went, geez, Red Bull's off the pace here to begin with. Even during qualifying, they and, weren't that great. And yeah, they it just was a pretty amazing event. They had race pace. They had race pace and they had the luck on their side. And, you know, you've got to be in it to win it. And Ricardo was. And they did a great job. They didn't drop the ball and they just kept on pushing. And No, they managed to make their engines last the race. Yeah, it seems a bit subject. of a struggle. Yeah, for some teams. So, yeah. Some drivers. We will get on that a bit later, but... Well, into the news, I yeah, reckon. Yeah, quick jump into the news. We'll start with, um, you want to go Formula 1 or V8s? All right, we'll just stay on the Formula 1 Stay topic. on Formula 1. Yeah. All right. There's this random bit of news that I saw a while ago. Apple linked to talk uh, to take over with McLaren. I, I don't like this. I think it's stupid. I don't see what's going to happen. Just like a couple of years after owning it, they'll take the steering wheel away and say we've got a better thing. Drive it with your mind. Uh, yeah, dumb. well, yeah, you know, like we were saying before, Jensen's earphones might not longer work. They won't be compatible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to come to the pits, download new update. Yeah. No, we know it won't be like that, but no, this, I don't know. Is it just a headline grab? Is there anything in it? Would Well, there's been a lot of denying of the fact that it could be happening. I just... In F1, that never means it's going to happen or not going to happen. That doesn't mean much in F1, everyone denying it. I just struggle to see where like Apple would use McLaren as anything beneficiary for them. Mm, it's pretty big advertising, I guess, worldwide. It's one of the most viewed worldwide sports. Yeah, I just think, like, what would you change? To get rid of the McLaren name? Because, or, or, I mean, you'd pay big dollars for the McLaren name. You would, definitely. And yeah. then would you just throw that away to put the Apple name over it? Because, like... The McLaren name would obviously appeal to, you know, drivers who are spending huge money on cars. Yeah, I think you'd have to stay with McLaren because McLaren's not just an F1 just team. McLaren, McLaren is... McLaren Apple F1. Yeah, I think it'd have to be something like that, yep. Well, let's let's just hope that never happens because I think that's bullshit and dumb idea. <laughs> <laughs> Another interesting F1 news. Next year, starts going to be interesting. Yeah, Even wet starts. Wet yeah. starts. Yeah, it will be good. Um, they're throwing away the idea of starting behind the safety car, chewing up all the laps and uh, giving us a single file start. They've gone away from that. And they're going to have standing starts again next year, which is I'm looking forward to. It's going to bring that skill element. Fair enough. We're probably going to have more incidents on wet starts, mm -hmm. but I'm all for it. I mean, so the way this is going to work is I'll drive around under the safety car but not actually start the race and then start the race... Uh, flight safety car pulls in the pits. They line up on formation. Lights go red. Lights go out. We start the race. Do yep. we lose laps? I'm not sure, mate. I haven't read right into it. Um, it, it, I'll have to wait and see. Have to wait and see. But I mean, we do have that option of allowing the race to go. You know, if it's only a few lap, five laps, you know, behind the safety car, we've got refueling next year. So fuel is not an issue. It's not like we're going. Oh, we we're not going to have enough fuel to run that number of laps. Yeah, definitely, mate. That's um. Fuel is no longer going to be an issue. Um, it's going to be good for some of these teams. They're going to be able to push. So people like uh, Alonso and Jensen and stuff, they've mm -hmm. been because they've got the worst fuel-efficient car, mm -hmm, they've also mm -hmm. got the least amount of power. But majority of their Grand Prix, they've been out there with uh, conserving, conserving fuel. Yeah, conserving fuel because their their engines least efficient, therefore makes the least power with the amount of fuel it's getting. And uh, it's like a double whammy. Is this going to be like the V8s with a minimum fuel drop? I don't think because so. Because that's just that's a debacle in itself. Sometimes, I I'm interested to see how it goes next year. To be honest, it's one of the things, one, one of the of rules the I probably didn't agree with. I thought we got rid of fueling for safety. Oh, it's so dangerous. 
Well, the fact that someone's going to lean over the car while the car's jacked up with a big rear wing behind it mm. is just asking for drivers to be dropped and the car to accelerate away and people get hurt. I don't want to be a pessimist. I'm looking forward to it. If it adds uh, more drama to our racing and no one gets hurt, I'm all for it. It should be good. I mean, I know refueling's dangerous, but I like the, the strategy it can add to it. Yeah, definitely. We can start races with no fuel. The last, the thing that I hate, low fuel. The thing that I hate with races is when it comes down to the end, and you go, the guy like in first is out cruising. He's got you know good lead, but the dude behind can't push because he's got no fuel. But you know could maybe, in the different era with the refueling could have come in pit, get some fuel, and then really push hard and get those qualifying laps in. Yeah, it's probably. what do you call it? Like when people have a new set of tires at the moment, say mm. it's a, a two strop strategy is what everyone's running, but someone has a brand new set of like the ultra softs or something, but they might be reluctant to come in and, and get them because they, they're going to be lose fuel conservation time. already. Yeah. Um, so there's no point losing the time in the pits if they're not going to be able to push on the new tires. So maybe, yeah, you might be right. Maybe this could help. Every now and then, I'm not saying that's going to yeah, happen every, every race. race. That's going to happen up, a few times in the whole year, but maybe it will. Um, it it will give some people a, a chance to go out there and push hard. Make it very interesting to watch. I'm just looking forward to them pushing harder during the race for a longer period of time. Yeah. This talk of the tires are going to be uh, constructed slightly different as well next year. With um, it's still Pirelli, isn't it? They're not. They're... Pirelli is the, yeah, yeah. Pirelli is the one that's been uh, doing all the testing and everything for the new tires. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Um, Next whether... year's just got like a big year of unknowns. It really is. Oh, it is. It is a massive year of unknowns. We don't really know who's going to be. It's the same every year, but you go into winter testing and you go, yeah, but who's going to be the fastest this year? Yeah, Mercedes but I mean, you understand. Predictable. It is this this era. Yes, has been, and even to the same as like the V8 era, or the 2.4 liter V8s when the um, Red Bulls were so dominant. The general build-up of the cars didn't change dramatically over the years. No, they they, they, they just changed it, rules here and there. So yeah. it took away blown diffusers and did things to try and equalize the field. But in general, the wings and stuff mm. were staying fairly much the same. Next year is it's a big change. It it's like going, it's going from back to the, the V8s to the hybrids mm. again. It's anyone it's a can massive. come out on front. Yeah, anyone that's got an Adrian Newey. Yeah. I think is set to do well. <laughs> I.e. Red Bull. Yeah, I wonder. I Mercedes. Hey, Mercedes has some of the best downforce people as well. Mm-hmm. So um, they're going to be very strong as well. And hey, they've got the biggest budget. Yeah. And, it uh, just basically, this... we just got to wait to 2017. It's not long. No, it's it's coming mm-hmm. up very quickly. She's gone crazy. Look, it's uh, October already. What did you think of the penalty that Vettel got due to this incident? That happened in the race today. Oh, yesterday. Um, to be honest, Michael, I, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's consistent with what's been happening in previous races. So I don't think they could have penalised him. Um, for anyone that didn't know, during the start of the race on the first lap, Battelle made contact with um, Max Rosberg. Verstappen and Rosberg. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they ruled out that Max Verstappen actually uh, swerved and missed him. They didn't actually end up making contact. But, oh, okay. Um, he close. had to. Yeah, he, he Max Verstappen basically said, "Oh, he fired in there, and he, I would have hit him if I didn't um, make a, a swing out to the side." So, um, look, I don't think it's the worst incident I've ever seen on a start. I don't think it warranted a three-place no, grid penalty. I don't drop. see it doing great. This cars have done heaps worse. I think it was a racing incident. We'll Rosberg put, couldn't see him. Uh, Vettel and Verstappen were having their own little duel. You know, Rosberg's turn from wide to cut to get the best run for the next yeah, corner. Yeah, because it is a very in, it's a very unique. That yeah, in that, China it's, is. It's a. Oh, I love that little section. It because is good. There's so many different lines people take through there, and they all seem to. Uh, all seem to get, work sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can get through there too wide, mm. and um, it's it's entertaining, but. Look, I think Vettel didn't swing out wide. He didn't, like, he was going to hold his line and everything. Mm-hmm. It's just unlucky what happened with Rosberg. Rosberg was turning from a, hitting a very late apex and uh, clipped tire. Unfortunately, um, I don't like it. 
to see it, you know, like, that's going to ruin his race next uh, next meeting as well in Japan. Mm. Uh, I just get yeah, three. It's not the best look. Three penalties. It's three grid places. It's a big drop. Yeah, for, I guess. But uh, I think the issue is because he was out. Otherwise, you'd probably only get a time penalty. Yeah, you probably would have got a five second. You're probably right, actually. And it's because he was out. You can't penalise him. Yep. You're probably right exactly there. And a five second penalty would probably have been nothing. Mm. Well, you um, look at Rosberg got 10 second uh, penalty and, and managed to push and get out in front of um in front of Raikkonen. And, yeah. yeah and so like that's when the gaps at the end of these races now are getting quite big but then you don't want to offer someone like a 30 second penalty no that's well that's a, that's the equivalent to a drive through so you you probably want a fairly substantial incident yeah, yeah you want incident. like you want I really wanted to fuck up for you to give me a 30 second penalty yeah i'd be pissed if i hadn't fucked up pretty bad <laughs> One of the drivers that did come out this week and finally announce where he's staying or going, it's Sergio Perez. Surprise, surprise, he's staying at Force India. Yep. I didn't see anywhere else where he would go. Um, no, the only place I thought that he I might head... Renault and Haas, but... Haas is where I thought he might head. If, if, if Haas has already Mex- got their own Mexican. They don't need another Mexican. But there was talk about Gutierrez getting dropped for next year. Yeah, there is, and everyone needs a Mexican. Well, Mexicans bring big money. They do. Perez, Perez has got Perez will have a seat for many years now. Because Perez in GP. Yeah, Perez is a top five driver, I reckon, maybe ten driver Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the field. No, he's up there. Um, and he also brings I can't remember what it is, but it's over ten million pounds a year to the team. Far out. So he's pretty much secured. Like that, all the drivers he's up there with. Get paid. Don't bring sponsors. Yeah. Like, they might bring a couple of sponsors. You know, everyone brings sponsors. You know, Massa and all of them bring sponsors. But Perez is he bringing a lot bucks. of sponsors. Yeah. And also can wheel a car around the track pretty well. So... Makes your seat very safe. Yeah. It, it, I don't see him going anywhere in no. the future. I hope Force India can push through and... Well, get Move through the next tier. They haven't really... They've been stuck in this midfield... And they haven't really pushed forward. Like, I think this year they have, but if you look, they're beating Williams and they're not that far off Ferrari now. So, yeah, they're, I, they're I doing, a, I know they're doing really well with the, the budget they've got. They are, they are. But the, I guess just I always see that I don't think Williams are performing as good as they should and Ferrari definitely aren't. And then yeah. for them, for it just sort of gets overshadowed by the Force yeah, India being so competitive. But I'm always comparing that group of cars to underperforming cars. Either no Force India really is a performing very well for the budget. It's just you got the likes of Ferrari and Mercedes. Oh, not Mercedes. Sorry, uh, Williams, who yeah. should be performing a lot higher. They should be up in the front competing yeah, with Red Bull I, I, Mercedes. I agree with you 100 percent there, Michael. It's um, they're getting they're probably being made to look better than they are because everyone else is dropping the ball and they're doing an excellent job. Mm. They're doing a fabulous job, but. Ferrari Williams not so good job. Yeah. Um. There was actually on a on a different topic with Williams. There's talk of a couple of uh, really good engineers are going to go their way next year. Okay. So that'll be really interesting. From other teams or yeah. So I don't know their names, but um. Yeah. There was talk on the weekend that uh, two really big named engineers because we don't know who's racing with. We don't know who's racing at Williams, do we? Bottas is Bottas has signed, signed. I'm pretty sure. Um, but we haven't got another. We, no. So no. it'll be interesting to see. Do you think they're going to bring a pay, dri- pay driver? Yes, there's talk of. I mean, they need it. Lance Stroll, I believe his name is Lance Stroll. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a a young, uh, up and coming driver. He just won the European Formula Four Championship or something, I think, this year. Nice effort. And. Um, I think he's done some GP2 driving and stuff. So he's only just got his super license literally last month. Um, so hey. coming to the end of the, all of these guys' seasons, so it was pretty lucky. As long as they don't, they're not year date. Like, it's <laughs> like, I got the license for 16. Like, What's the point? I got two yeah. months left. <laughs> so um, he has enough points that he has a super license now. He's bringing money. He's, his father owns a GP2 team that Lance drives in. So That helps. That yeah, helps. they've got money. They've got money. So they're coming with a wallet full of cash, mm-hmm. which will help. Williams need it. Look, Williams need it. Williams has the potential to be a f- front runner. Well, they have been in the past, and I don't see why they won't be back there in the future. They're just having a bit of a rough drop at the moment with sponsorship money and stuff like that. 
they should have a better car than what they've got. They should. They bat above their weight. For them to compete with Ferrari, mm. the, the budgets are probably less than half. So it is, it they do bat above their um, punch above their weight. Yeah, I just they've just had recent success. Yeah, they and have. There's another two one. Two years ago, they they were really, really, really doing quite well. Malmenado won a race for God's sake. Yep, and now they're nowhere, mm. and they've got the best engine. Yeah, that's the thing. Is another one of the ones you're like, well, you got a Mercedes engine. Yeah, use it. Um, well, they do. They're very quick because they're slippery. Sh- yeah, they're very slippery. In a straight line, they're very quick. It's just around corners, not so good. In other news, jumping across to the other category, we've got the V8 supercars. They've just announced, well, they announced a couple of days ago. We're not straight away breaking. We're breaking late. We don't break news early. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have, haven't, you haven't seen this. Let's Let's have a look at where they're going now for the new... Last round of the races from 2017 onwards. Ooh, very cinematic. Cheers. Coming in 2017. Shark attacks. No, you can't say that off New South Wales coast because that's where they happen. Right, I got... love all this footage of not Newcastle. Yeah, I love this footage of uh, the Gold Coast. <laughs> the supercar grand finale has a new home. Streetcars driving in Newcastle. I mean, if you ignore the the jungle the jungle music and the Calypso race, uh, the Gold Coast race. The track layout actually looks kind of good. It does. Traditional 90s and stuff. Lots like of 90s, but I do like it, it comes up to this section here where it's got this sort of... The Ooh, track bends in on there, itself. It looks like it's going to be hectic. The way it's got... Oh, they're going to put a building park a new parkland in there. And then that comes right back in on itself. Like So the track goes through here. Wow, this track looks really good. That that bottom section where it's going to go in. Thanks, James. Um, where they're going to build that parkland section, that entry before that, look out for that and the exit of parkland. I like the end of that straight. It's got that curve in it in mm. the braking area. That's going to be hard to settle the car down just before you brake. And you've got the, the traditional street circuit section up at the building ends. I don't know that area of Newcastle, but... Um, <laughs> You're not in the parkland section. I'm going to call it city end, um, <laughs> where you got all the right angles. That's going yeah. to be your traditional hard street circuit style, where it's no, it's not going to be forgiving. You're going to have concrete walls either side. Yep. And I assume when they go into the parkland, they probably might open it up a little bit, like what they do in Calypso. Yeah, that looks. It looks like a really exciting track. Looks better than Homebush. Yeah, it really does. It's not a rectangle. It really does. It looks like it's going to be a good track, and um, I can't wait for next year to see it. Yeah, I guess we just. Um, we don't know what how like the movement, like the surface, like how bumpy oh, and everything okay. it yeah, is. So, yeah, so, sorry, I um, wasn't with you there for yeah, a second. Yeah, no, I wasn't with myself <laughs> either. Um, yeah, no, no, I agree. We don't know whether there's going to be funny bumps and street tracks normally have a few funny bumps that it sort of unsettle the car. Mm. Um, see how so well it is. is going to be really interesting seeing them go there. I hope they take the Dunlop series there as well, maybe. Uh, season finale, they probably will. Yeah, they normally take it to Homebush, so... Fingers crossed, that's going to be an exciting track. I, th- I think the music helped, man. It hyped us up. The oh, jungle I'm music, it's, it's good. Like, <laughs> bring on November 2017. And, and then the little uh, James Courtney bit at the end there. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait to drive the Newcastle track. Nice. Cool. Full stop. <laughs> yeah. That's all we employed you for. And other big news, Michael. Bathurst 12-hour next year. <sighs> like, dream pairing. Wow, yeah. Reminiscent. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. you got Lounsey and Win Cup in a Ferrari. Yeah, I can't wait for this. Oh, it's... And it's good to see Win Cup chucking his hand in a GT category and going for a box. Yeah, because he doesn't... He's one of the few drivers that's like, sort of, nah, I'll just do the V8s. He's too busy running his cafe and his Yeah, no, wash. it's it's really good to see him out there. Um, 
I think it might be good for him, to be honest. Mm. Something that he has no pressure and he can go out and just drive. He's one of he the best He needs a few more laps around Bathurst, too. Oh, like, yeah. He hasn't watched. He it's won a bit rusty. He's like four or five. Years I think ago. a couple of... Yeah. I think a, couple a lot of seconds, though. <laughs> he has a lot of seconds. Yeah. If he converted some of those seconds, he would... Well, he could be the leader. Yeah, it's true. Also, if Lowndes didn't do a couple of silly things, he probably, like, a couple of years ago... <laughs> Yeah. Tapping Frosty when Frosty, he was coming that onto was the straight. Yeah. That was bad because that was his race to win. Yeah, because he, he was quick. Yep. Now we're just reminiscing about Bathurst. It's only on the weekend. I know. People Look, listening to Fox this Foxtel has started Leeds. playing their Bathurst only channel. Ah, oh, And it's hard it? to not watch because oh. it's uh, all these races that you've watched in previous years when you were a kid even and that. And it's it's crazy. I was watching one at lunch this, um, today which was when uh, Brocky was, it was actually 1987, so the year I was born and you were born. Yep. Um, and Where he swaps cars. You, uh, no, I think that was 86, was it? No, nah, it's 87 because I got the model. Oh, yeah, it's one. number 10, wasn't it? 10 and 05, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he was driving the 10 car and it was pouring down rain, or it had poured down rain. I was, the bit I was watching was still in the wet, but it wasn't really raining. And every corner, he's sideways. I'm serious. Every corner, he's he's got the thing sideways lit up, mm. and he's got one elbow on the door. Oh, like real combo driver. Yeah, and he's tilted just steering, all the way back with a flat brim, and he's, <laughs> he's steering with his left arm, <laughs> and he's just got like his hand just on the steering wheel with his right hand, one as he's like sideways. One hand oh, on the shoulder, hand one hand doing it. He's rolling a durry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got his windfield blues on his lap. <laughs> Malbro, mate. Yeah, yeah. Malbro. Oh, it was Malbro too. Yeah. yeah, it was. So he um, and then I watched it one oh. this afternoon after work. Did they blur the sponsorship? Um, I didn't notice. No, I don't think was they this were. only a Channel Seven thing that would like to? Oh blur yeah, them. I don't think they had blurred any of the sponsorship in the cars. Hmm. Yeah. I um, just thought that was really weird that Channel 7 did that that year. Yeah. Well, they. Um, I watched another iconic one. Yep. Scaife and Richard's GDR. Ah. I watched the very last of that race as well. Mm. That was pretty crazy. Well, they get booed. Yeah. But they cut the, shut up, you punk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. shut shots. up, you pack of assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, that was um, 91, was it? I don't know. I didn't look at the year for that one, but yeah. Talking about Scafie's well, GDR. A good segue, isn't I it? I know, right? We're going to nail these down before <laughs> the season's out. Did you, like, Nissan one round too late to the party? Yeah, they the retro uh, so, livery for this non retro round is amazing. It's fantastic. It's the fucking best. They nailed it. So, okay. If you don't know this, I'll post this in our Facebook page. Um, it's Nissan beautiful. have come out and doing a an old school livery for the Bathurst 1000. They've based it off Mark Scaife's 1991 Nissan GTR, and you you would know it as soon as you see it. It's the one that's got the blue bottom. It's got the white stripe down it's the middle the and the red top. Most iconic 32 GTR in yeah. Australia. Yeah, and Nissan just transfer. This did exactly what we said. Just use that livery scheme and slap all their new sponsors on it, which happen to be Nissan anyway. But they've got other ones. And they just, they nailed it. Like, that is what we wanted last round. Yep. It's, if that had been put out there, that would have been my vote for the uh, best retro uh, livery. Yeah, it's just like, look how cool it looks inside. Got some internal photos. I'll link them in the show notes, but like, that's old school race car. It is. Watching it today, um, Ryan, one of our friends who's uh, builds race cars and stuff and drift cars and that, um, it was around and he's looking at the roll cage and he's like, geez, that roll cage is not very, <laughs> not very secure. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not as very, good not as what they are now. Well-designed roll cage. So what's your thoughts on the fact that Nissan is doing this and also Gary Rogers, Volvos, we're going to be running the livery, retro, the retro round again. Yep. Does this take away from Same. the retro round? I don't understand Especially why when we don't do Bathurst as the retro round, to be honest. It's our most iconic round. Um, I think that's mainly because of your sponsors are going to want their logos to look. They want the cars to look well, exactly what is, they want on the the big day. Yeah, and I, sh- I I guess a lot of that comes down to Bathurst is probably the one event 
in Australian motorsport other than the Melbourne GP that people overseas watch a lot more of. It oh, is yeah. The, it's the big event that, you know, you ask someone in America, they, they'll probably even know of, of the, the Bathurst, Bathurst 1000. Oh, there's, there's people even in Australia that will only watch Bathurst. They don't care about the rest of the round. They only want to watch this one. So, so that's, um, it's going to be, yeah, good to but see. But I just think that the fact that they're doing this, I don't, I think it's great because I, the, I, I love the car. The car looks fantastic. It's hands down beats every other retro car. Very close. Uh, the Volvos are very close. But the Volvos did exactly what we wanted to, pick an old livery and just copy it. Yep. Um, I was disappointed in the big teams, to be honest. Yeah. The ones that, mm. like DJR. Seeing this livery joke. makes me more disappointed in Michael Caruso for last round because his livery he had on there was shit. Yeah, it's it's um, they all miss the miss the mark. Maybe yep. maybe next year this is what we're gonna see. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, well, I just I think the fact that Nissan are doing it is sort of, and the fact that Gary Rogers are going on with the liveries again, and you know they can run whatever liveries they want, but because they're using the retro ones, I just think it sort of takes away from the fact that takes away from the official retro round, and it just I don't know. I just I don't fully. Fully, fully agree with it, but I mean the car looks fantastic, and I love it. Mm. I just think that it takes away from the actual, the actual retro round. Well, there's been some announcements coming tentatively at the moment with uh, the calendar for Formula One and also V8 supercars. Yeah, we'll start with um, the V8 supercar calendar, mainly because I don't have the Formula One on, one up yet. But so you've just you've got Clipsal. Always as normal opening yeah, round. Launch. Yep. Um, that will be on the second of March to the fifth of March. Um, the non-championship round of the Formula One Australian Grand Prix at Albert Park in Melbourne. Um, it's just in March. They haven't actually announced the dates yeah, for that one. To be advised, because that would be because Formula One hadn't announced it mm. until uh, Friday or something, and they announced this mid last week, I think. Then we've got April 7th to 9th. We go back to the tiny little track that's action-packed in Tasmania. I will say this. I wasn't a huge fan of Simon Plains, but the more races I watch on it, the more I like it. It's a pretty basic It's very basic, track. and I still think it's probably it's a little short. too short for the category. It needs to be a little longer. But, oh, you get some good racing there. Yeah, yeah. That hairpin produces problems every year. Mm-hmm. And drama because it's got the two different lines around it. You can yep. run the sweeping line, or you can run the short, short sort of triangular. Get good acceleration off it. It 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 just produces every year. Mm. So, no, it's a, it's a good little track. I just, I guess Tasmania is a small I think place. They need you can't some take money much invested. <laughs> yeah, I think there needs to be some money invested in the track too. Yeah, maybe just a little small extension. Um, anyway, so we go from Tasmania. We head across to another island, Phillip Island. On the 21st of April to the 23rd of April. How do you feel about it? It's, it's very early in the year, isn't it? Yeah, it was the same this year. Um, I don't know. I liked, I liked it in the... It, yeah, when it was around Bathurst and Sandown mm. and all that. I liked it at the end of the year. I liked it because Lounsey is normally pretty strong at Phillip Island because it's, it's more of our European-style tracks in this country. And in the second half of the year, Lounsey's always doing much stronger and it's got the confidence level up and he performs well at it in the back end of the year. This year, McLaughlin was too early on the mark and Lounsey couldn't perform as well. Yeah, McLaughlin drove the wheels off the Volvo this year. He did a great job, but I think we need to move it further down in the calendar, give Lounsey a fighting chance. (laughs) Everything about (laughs) Lounsey. I'm not biased or anything, but I want Lounsey to have the best opportunity he can, and we need Phillip Island at the back end of the year. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I preferred it at the back end of the year with the longer races rather than the super sprint. So after we leave Phillip Island, we head over to WA, 5th and 7th of May. Barbagello. That's a good track. It is. Not a bad track. It's nice fun. It's good. Like I've got it on a um, set of Corsa and it's fantastic. Drive the V8s around there. Um, is that earlier? That's about the same time as it was this year, I think. Yeah, I think so as well. Hasn't seen much changes. Um, After that, you go to Winton on the 19th to the 21st of May. Same as this year. Yep. And, and Hidden Valley. Oh, it's a little bit earlier than your birthday this year. Yeah, it will be. It will be... 
what, three days before my birthday? Three days before. 16th to 18th of June. It's not Krakenite too. Remember that time it fell on Krakenite? Yeah. Yeah, once I think it fell yeah. on Krakenite. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Fireworks, race cars. Little, yeah, we had the same thing. We had a, sorry, for go-karts, we had our NC titles yep. on fireworks night. Yeah, but at least you'd know everyone would come down there and light them off on track. Yeah, but they don't want you to do that because yeah, there's uh, a lot of fuel and stuff around the pits. I know <laughs> I know what go-kart people are like. They actually said if anyone come down, they'd disqualify them from the meeting if they brought fireworks down because they didn't want the liability of people getting hurt Yeah, by people being silly. And let's be honest, most racing car drivers... Okay. Um, and then you head over to Townsville, 7th to the 9th of June. Queensland Raceway, July. July. Sorry, we've only... Oh, we've got the winter break. So we're still going to have a bit of a gap because I was looking here. You've got two rounds in... Yeah, you got two rounds in March, two rounds in April, two rounds in May, two ra- uh, one round in June. Then you've got Townsville, 7th to the 9th of July. Queensland Raceway, 28th of July to the 30th of July. And then back to Eastern Creek or Sydney Motorsports Park in August, the 18th to oh, the 20th. Red Rooster are back on, on board again for that. Yeah, it's good. Good to see some support there. Mind you, I mean, these guys might have locked in deals, but when they released the calendar last year for the Darwin, we were still Sky City before we went to Crown uh, Bet. Okay. Yep. So the sponsorship deals don't change over to it probably next year. Fair enough. Um. And then, yeah, you so you've got Sydney Motorsports Park, 18th to 20th of August. Um, Sandown, which will be 15th to 17th of September. And then you've got Bathurst, which is on the 5th and 8th of October. So book your flights now. Mm-hmm. That's the date. Um, make sure you're not working or anything. Get that Sunday off. Bathurst is a pretty easy one. It's always the first weekend of October. Well, it's the second weekend of October this year, so your no, logic. Yes, it is. Last This weekend was the yeah. first. Uh, this year? This year. Yeah, it fell halfway through the weekend. No. Oh, no, it fell on Saturday. Saturday. Ooh, AFL Grand weird. Final, first sa- first Saturday of October, mate. Traditional date. Mm. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it <laughs> used be the last to be Saturday sep- of, uh, last Saturday of September. The Rugby League was always the, the, um, the week after. Mm-hmm. Except now we've got extra teams and we've got that bye. Yeah. So now rugby and AFL fall on the same time. Um, so, anyway. Continue anyway. So yeah, we go from Bathurst on the 5th and 8th of October to Gold Coast on the 20th to the 22nd of October. Wouldn't mind going to that track. Gold, Gold Coast. Coast? Yeah. I think it'd be a fun round. Yeah, just worry about what your view would be like. I think you'd need a hotel room pretty much to mm. get a good view. Yeah. I mean, we got an all right view. We went to Eclipse, so I had the same feeling. But we did end up getting grandstand seating. Mind you, Clipsal. Clipsal is a great round to go to. Sorry, let's quickly wrap this up and then we can talk about rounds we want to go to. <laughs> um, then we go to Pukekohe in New Zealand on November the 3rd to the 5th. Yeah, that's later in the year than normal, isn't it? Yeah. But it'll be all right. It's fine. And then Newcastle Street Circuit, November to be confirmed, which is that track we all quite enjoyed before. No Asian tracks. They've all got scrubbed out for next year. Yeah. Didn't want to risk it again. Maybe. So, apart, we'll knock out Bathurst because everyone wants to go to Bathurst. What mm. round would you want to go to? If you can go and knock out the Formula One because we know, I mean, who wouldn't want to go to Formula One and V8s? Yeah. Yep. Um, so, probably my three. I'd, I'll, I'll put three Top down. three. Top three. Uh, definitely Clipsal. Yeah, hands down. That's probably other than Bathurst. That's probably the round I'd I'd choose to go to. Um, Phillip Island. Mm-hmm. I love that track. Uh, and what's then the viewing like at Phillip Island? Very open. Oh, okay, There's that's not good. Much, not no. much at all there. Um, uh, what else? Um, Hidden Valley might go to that. No, uh, we we definitely go to that, but that doesn't take any effort. I'm not sure, mate. Would you go to one of the, like... Because, see, the only reason why I'm thinking, like... I'd probably like, go to a Sandown or a Gold Coast. The reason why I'm thinking Gold Coast is something that I'd really like to go to is I think it's got the good party atmosphere. It's always got huge headlining acts. No, nope, I've changed my mind. Well, where are we going? S- 
Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. Yep. No, we're going Newcastle. I've never been to Newcastle. I've only been there when I was a kid. (laughs) Actually, I've I've only... Twice I've been to New South Wales. I've been a lot of times, but I haven't seen much of New South Wales other than Wollongong. I've been to Sydney Airport. Oh, yeah, been there a few times too. And then I went out of Sydney Airport like... And changed channels. Twice. No, no. (laughs) No, I stayed in Sydney for like... Ages ago. Scout camp. Ten days in the bush. Mm. And that's it. That's all Rich I've seen. Rich story. Sydney. Rich yeah, and compelling. Yeah, rich and compelling. <laughs> Needs more dragons, man. Needs to <laughs> that out. I think a lot of people have forgotten about. I know we've forgotten about. No, we haven't forgotten about. We just waited to see if people were ready for it. And now it's finally time for us to actually draw a winner yeah. on our Facebook competition. It's yep. only been running... For a few months, since <laughs> June. So we gave everyone plenty of time to enter. Yep. Shame on you if you didn't get in there in time. Yeah. To announce the winner. Ready? John. Yes. Yeah. John, you've won yourself a shirt and a hat. We'll um, get in contact with you, mate. And we'll um, organize. Yeah. To give you your pretty cool looking um, Hidden Valley shirt, to be honest. I was yeah, just looking at it again going, damn, I should have got one. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's the best looking shirt they've had from up here for a long time. So, yeah, look forward to that, mate. And uh, we'll catch up with you and uh, hand over the merchandise. And, yeah, thanks to everyone that entered for sharing the pages and stuff and getting that out there. I was That was actually really helpful. Yeah, thanks for getting involved, guys. Um, we liked it when we have um, some fan inter... Well, not really fan, but just people interaction like we want to hear what you guys yeah it gets think hard too. doing the the podcast and then not knowing if anyone's really listening or not we get our clicks and we can see that but it's it's good to see uh people getting involved thank yes, you so thanks everyone that's pretty much most of our news i mean there's other little things but we don't really not that important not as important as formula one race that was on last night with daniel ricardo winning yeah, what a race. A lot of stuff happened in that race. What a start. I was so happy that I managed to come in here and go, oh, crap, I've got to get the stream up and running. Boom. Straight away, formation lap. That's how much I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I was running a little late. <laughs> so um, I had a big night on Saturday. I didn't wake up again in the afternoon until until the just, afternoon. just in time. Wow, that's late, man. That was like 3.30 or something. I got up early in the morning (laughs) and then I went back to sleep. (laughs) No, excellent race. The start was a little chaotic um, with Rosberg and Vettel coming together. Mm. Big implications at the time for Rosberg's championship. Oh, it was. I thought, oh, crap. Like I literally thought that was the championship done. Yeah, and how quickly, like shows you how quickly things can swing around though. Yeah. But yep. as soon as that happened, so as soon as Ros- uh, Rosberg got hit from behind by Vettel and he span, he fell from, because he didn't, he held position. Like he was coming in second to that corner, eh? He wasn't, he didn't lose out. Rosberg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was definitely yeah, so in he was second. definitely in second. So he got hit span, but I think then he was back like to 20th. Or he was basically uh, last. I think he went last. Yeah, 22nd. And when I saw him having to bag up those tires and then just turn around, I was like, one. Shouldn't bag up those tires like that because that was a big skip. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but the really the only few notes that I did take of this race was Rosberg needs to pull a drive of a champion out now. I think he did. He was not as soon as he get beside someone, he just passed. Just passed. He had like his overtaking. I think was sort of overlooked a lot in this this race. Like the com, no one really picked up on how quickly he was sort of picking cars off he wasn't getting stuck behind them yeah. for long periods of time yep and i honestly think it's the mercedes is a, a winning car but i don't think it is the best following car so for him to pass everyone was a really good effort i know hamilton's well, we done have it this, before as well but, but we have these discussions too about you know the mercedes not good in dirty air and sometimes hamilton got stuck behind cars and he just looked like he couldn't pass them yeah, but Rosberg had the pace. He just quite easily breezed past a few cars. Yep, the there was the one untidy pass on um, Raikkonen, Raikkonen, and that was that a bit later a bit up. Of, but yeah, yeah that, that come with pretty big implications too. What do you think of that? Look, it was a bit rough. He did he did sort of barge into him. Um, 
to get the pass done, which is not what we want to see in mm. Formula One. I think um, he just went all guns blazing. He was like, I've already passed this many people. Yeah, look, a 10-second penalty once again, probably penalising. Not so bad for um, a Mercedes versus Ferrari with their lap pace. It mm. didn't really change the outcome. So, and yeah, do you think, so I don't bad. think that, like, Rosberg would have um, got past him anyway. Yeah. I don't think that would have changed the outcome of the race. Like, no, he I, was going to pass him. I agree. I, and I the 10-second just... penalty, at least it didn't change the real outcome. And like, But, I mean, Rosberg, full credit to him. He did put in those hard yards and... um. Well, you know, it was he managed a, to build that amazing gap. drive to get back to third. Whether Hamilton hadn't have had his problem or not, mm. Rosberg still would have got back to fourth and still been in with a fight for the rest of the championship. Something at the start of the race. This is not the crash. But yeah, it kind of went under like, the radar. Went under the radar a lot. Like Alonso. Like we'll load this up now. So the sound effect straight from it. It's great. Listen to the cars. He didn't get a super fast takeaway. Like he sort of just dawdled off the line a little bit but once he gets up and going he had a really smooth takeoff there was no wheel spin or anything it maybe bogged down a little oh, bit that's all he just be... threaded the needle yeah risky going through that smoke there though yep uh and he also made some pretty brave moves around the outside of a few cars going around the outside of the renault and then that's a house that was stuck on the inside then he goes around the outside of one, two, he doesn't Toro make Rosso the gets Toro back Rosso up the inside pass. here. But still, that's like Alonso is having no issue throwing that around the outside of cars and the getting car, it to stick. The car is actually handling quite well now. Yeah, that was looking very racy. So uh, there was a, a thing I seen this afternoon, a post saying that um, Honda McLaren or McLaren Honda, mm-hmm. I'm not sure which way you normally say it, but the works team is... Um, Starting to look like they have the fourth best car out there now. Mm. So it's it's been a really strong back end of the season for them with the new Honda engine coming in for this round for Alonso. Mm-hmm. And it looks like it's helped. It, so, no, it has. Like they Alonso started at the back of the grid and finished, what, seventh? seventh. Yeah, seventh he finished. And it was a great effort. And Button also finished in the points too. Yeah, double, double points. Double points for McLaren. That was pretty good. I mean, Button... He did run up as high as six at the start. He'd a pretty good little um getaway, but yeah, just I think he fell back to ninth or yeah, Jensen Button fell back down to ninth. So unfortunately, he did lose out to Alonso, but still double points finish for McLaren Honda. Like last year, and that you wouldn't even thought that. Yeah, and the drivers are looking very different now, aren't they? Mm. You look at this time last year. I seen two drivers that I wouldn't have been. Well, last year we were talking about Alonso taking a sabbatical. Yeah, like w- Willie or when he raced. Yeah, because he was having arguments with the engineers over the radio. There was snide comments constantly in the press conferences and everything about how slow the car is, uh, and they were having a lot of silly problems with the car as well. Things that other teams weren't having dramas with, and. Um, yeah, Alonso wasn't happy with it, and now now they've got the whole thing seems to be working quite well. Mm. No, it's the the drivers look happy. I mean, we know Jensen's out, you know, taking a year off, but driving very well, and Alonso just is performing exactly where he needs to be, or a bit higher than what he's actually getting. Like, really, that car's they're performing well, but they're still they're not race winners or anything yet. But they'll get there. They'll get there. They're going to be. Um a lot better in the next couple of years. Jolie and Palmer. Finally. Finally gotten some points, mate. I mean... Just one, but... Hey, better than none. It's more world championship points that I'll ever make. It's true. And it's true. You. Yeah, it is very true. It's only because they Great. passed me up when I was in my prime. Too old now. <laughs> no one's going to take a old rookie. Yeah. Um, no, he did a great job uh, and uh, drove a good race. He needed it. He did. I don't. I don't think it's enough to secure him a seat next year, but because the other Renault, uh, Magnussen, he had to retire. He, he DNF'd. Yeah, Magnussen didn't have the best of weekends from practice nice. one catching fire. Yeah, no, that didn't help. No, that's not a good start to your weekend. Normally, I'd feel like probably packing up and let's go home. Because <laughs> it's it was... quite a good fire too. Yeah, there's a photo of it. Let's see if I can get it. Turns out, can't bother finding it. <laughs> a few cars here that didn't finish. You got what? Six. Six DNFs on here. 
Yeah, and the first DNF was a big one too. Yeah, it was a big one. He had the like Sebastian, like that was a big like his car's a little banged up now. Yeah, had a lot of uh, camber happening on that at that front left wheel. Mm, <laughs> just just a little bit, not not too much on the ground. No, it was uh, not a good look. And then the Haas Haas had a double DNF. Not a good round for Haas. They really. came out of the blocks at the start of the year flying, and now this. Development and this is actually something up. I wanted to talk about, actually. Roman Grosjean's had brake failure two meetings in a row now. He's not happy. He is not happy at all. Like, he's... It is dangerous. He like, basically was saying on the radio to the team, this is not good enough, guys. Like, you can't be expected for him to be able to go out there, give it his all, knowing that there's a chance that his brakes are going to fail. Well, that's so scary. Like, you've got to think of like it from a, a driving... part of the track, either. Yeah. Uh, you got to think of it, and neither was the one in Singapore. You got to think of it from the driver's perspective here. He's out there pushing the car to the limit, and then all of a sudden, a pretty fundamental part of the car just fails. If you're driving a car at those speeds, you want to know when you hit the anchors, they're going to deploy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, very nerve wracking. That's going to be a, undermining his his driving. 100%. His confidence. It's going yeah. to be always in the back of his mind now. Yeah. But to Roman's credit. Good job at not hitting the wall. Yeah, yeah. He did a great job. How did you see the car try and step out? Too, yeah, when he was, was like twitching, brakes? he managed to hold that. Like good driving, Roman. That was effort. I, I thought when I saw that going off there, I'm like, oh, he's gonna go on the wall. And then Hamilton. Yeah, that's a big one. So we had a a massive fireball and smoking flames and everything coming out of Hamilton's car. We're going to watch the video, is it? Or? Yep. When this happened, did a little smile happen on your face? As I realised that I don't want to wish bad things on any driver. He sounds very dejected. Yeah. As I'd seen this, I went you can ask uh, my wife, Jess. Uh, I instantly stood up and was like, Ricardo can win this. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Hamilton, Ricardo's got this. <laughs> instantly, uh, I jumped to that, and that's that's a bit sad. But, yeah, no, it was it was unfortunate for Hamilton. It's it's a lot of bad luck this year, and you've got to feel for him a bit. It's, I know. It is, it's really hard on him. Um, we can't be biased, but, damn, I enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, look, I don't care. Hamilton fans, <laughs> right in. Do it. Um, but, ah. Just a heads up, he's the most uh, liked person in Formula 1 across the world. Don't care. Don't Not don't in Australia, care. he isn't. Nah. <laughs> anyway, continue. I, I, I've, I've never really hidden it. But, no, I want Rosberg to win, and this... This is pretty much this sealed. Is sealed, sealed it. I think this delivered. is, like, yeah. Rosberg... Stuff can still happen. Oh, yeah. It could happen. He could have he could have exactly the same failure next meeting. So what are your thoughts and Hamilton on Hamilton win and then all of a sudden Hamilton's in the lead of the championship by what two What are your points. thoughts on Hamilton's bitch to the media and basically saying, "Oh, you know, this is all this is all something's happening to me. Why is it only me, me, me?" Like, oh, look, did I he forget that race car engines just blow up sometimes? Uh, I think it's a valid question. I honestly think it's a valid question. He's got to, you know, you got to think of it from their point of view. The the type of these teams don't let things just slide. Mm. Things don't just happen and they go, oh well, it was a mechanical failure. They pull it down and they test it and they go, okay, this part was faulty, and they they reverse engineer it and go, well we now make, now it won't fail. Yeah, how do we make this stronger to not fail? Yeah, um, it's it is odd that he's had, God, how many engines this year? That's his. Or well, he used a million. Sixth. Blow up this year, I think. Yeah. Or sixth. How many, did he, how many did he use at Hungary? Not Hungary. Well, three. He got three Spa. extra engines. And one of them's gone. One of them's I already said that gone. As soon as it blew, I was like, that's karma for using all those engines before when you didn't need them all. Yeah. Um, I thought he was questioning that someone was sabotaging him, but then ah, someone come out and uh, I can't remember if it was Martin Brattles, but someone come out and said, remember that he is quite spiritual. Oh, Jesus. And then, yeah, so maybe he feels that, you know, something's against him this year, not not the team. He wasn't focusing on the team. And after I thought about that, you, you can kind of see that too. Cause he needs he, more hashtag he instantly, belief. Well, and, yeah, and he, can, he, he instantly, when he said, I don't know what's going on, 
we need to work it out. It's, you know, this keeps happening to me and I don't even know why. And then he's like, the team did a great job. Everyone's awesome. You know, we had the fastest car. Everyone was there it's with just, me. Jesus he wasn't happens really blaming to be a Nico team. fan. Yeah, well, this year maybe. apparently he does. It, maybe it's payback for last year. Nico had some failures last year at the start of the year. Yeah, and he did. it did cost him a lot of um, a lot of points at the start of the year. And maybe this is... Payback. Payback's well, a payback. bitch. Nah, <laughs> it's not payback, but it's just, this is racing sometimes. Yeah, it is racing and you just go take it on chin and go again next year. It's going to win more. Like, let's be honest. It's like, this is not Hamilton's last tilt at a championship. No. Unfortunately. Could be the Could last be. dominant championship for Mercedes. True. Because mm. we don't know how they're going to go next year. It? No, we we're having, I was having this exact discussion today, actually. Yeah? Yeah, I, um... Had a couple of backpacker girls that come in through work today. And oh, we'll very professional. Work. Yes, mm. yep. Um, anyway, we we're, were starting to talk about traveling around the world and stuff like that and whatnot. And we got onto that my wife and I actually went across to uh, Singapore for the F1 Grand Prix in 2014. Any chance to bring that up, eh? Yeah, yeah. It's I'll only go three, one. It's only <laughs> It's only the third time in this podcast now. Yeah, you should have seen him last week, guys. He was just like, oh... I went to the Formula One and it's on again. It's it is depressing watching it, to be honest. <laughs> you just want to be there. Um, anyway, and we were talking that they were from um, the the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, and they're giant Max Verstappen fans, like and they knew a there. lot. They knew a lot about F one, mm-hmm. but they didn't realize what was happening with the rules next year. Ah. Segway here. Um, yes. It, so with the rules next year with uh, that Red Bull have helped Design. influence yeah. a lot. In, Design is probably a little bit controversial. Yep. Let's say influence. They helped influence where the direction of Red Bull's like, this is what our car looks goes. like next year. Make this match the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it will be interesting. Like Obviously, they're going to... you got Adrian Newey there who's probably the best downforce engineer in the whole of F1. So you've got a big name like that that's obviously, you know, Adrian doesn't take all the credit. All right, There's so a lot of engineers there that are helping. Yeah, so Red Bull basically helped the new engines, like the new design for next uh, next year. So when's Max winning his championship? what oh, they say? The, the girls were not... They basically said he was too young. They, they didn't realise that Red Bull would be... Possibly, I wouldn't say dominant next year, but competitive for mm-hmm. the world championship. Um, I said he could win it next year, and they said, no, 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 he could not. And I said, no, 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 he could legit win it next year. Like, if they have a dominant car or even a competitive car, Max is a very good driver. He's going to be next to it. Ricardo, yeah. which is another very good driver. One of those could win the championship. Those two are working really well together. They are. I don't think it'll happen next year. No, no. If they put him in a... Because right now, they're happy. They're like, ah, oh, well... Our mission as a team is to beat Mercedes. Yeah. When you're already con- consistently beating Mercedes, your mission becomes beat your teammate. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you hate your teammate. So there was a three f- few threats to the wife this afternoon, but I, 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 <laughs> oh, I just met, I, some, I met some nice girls that maybe uh, they know a lot about F1 and she she sort of brought up, do they know more than me? And I, I said, well, no, but they could be trained yeah, yeah. <laughs> do they help feed your son <laughs> <laughs> so no nah, it's um you got to give Jess her credit where it's due she knows a lot about f1 oh she's good i love yeah. watching like racing with her she picks up on small things that we miss <laughs> yeah yeah attention to detail must be a woman's touch <laughs> nice so that was good but yeah i guess next year will be interesting and i hope the red bulls and that are nice and strong but we should probably Keep on this race. Yeah, yeah. We're only about 15 hours into our podcast now. Yeah, uh, we don't have too much longer on this show. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What have we got there? Okay, well, we've got we've got the we're race. Wheel. All right. Oh, 
It's some beautiful racing from Max and uh, Ricardo. Oh, I think they put on fantastic. a masterclass of what teammates should do. Like watching this footage again, I was like watching this in live. I was like, oh no, I know what happens when there's an Australian and a Red Bull and another Red Bull behind it. Somehow the Australian one loses. <laughs> but there's no Monty 21 here, but yeah, multi 330. <laughs> But that pass back here. Ricardo proved himself right here. Yeah. Well, Ricardo said in another um, in another interview afterwards, he's like, "We were going to hit." He's like, "I wasn't going to give up that position easily." Yeah. But good racing by both of them. That fight there which is probably not the best thing for Max, honestly. And what they said in the in their broadcast, I think it's 100% true. That fight there is proving who's number one in the team. Yep. That was very much a... And Ricardo got to bitch slap Max. A dominant, <laughs> I'm pissing on my spot as number one. That's mine. <laughs> That's why he got up next to him, so he can cock his leg out of the thing. <laughs> but it was really good to see after the race that they both they hugged both each did, other yeah. and, and uh, had a, a I think really they both understood this. What it meant to the team as well. This is their first one too, and like since the first, V8 era. Yeah, this is. I think they're the first, first one team in the hybrid, to other than Mercedes to do a one-two. Mm. So big, big. I was really um, surprised on how the team was on the radio. They were still like Ricardo, like, yeah, no worries, mate. You just got another twelve laps. You'll be fine. And then like Verstappen, I swear, is like still harassing him on the back. Like he's right on his gearbox, and they're like. Yeah, no worries, mate. You're not going to get past. It'll be fine. Just take it easy. Like, yeah. Are you watching the same footage as I am? Because I'm like, don't take it easy, man. Push that cunt off the road. I think um, after that pit stop neutralized the tires. So Max was coming at him such a great rate of knots. Like in that footage, Max has a lot more grip. Ah, oh, he has the pace, yeah. And then they come in for that pit stop. And now I think Max actually went on to used softs. Yeah, um, Max didn't have any new... Yep, uh, Ricardo, Ricardo had, had saved a new set of softs. Yeah, but once that, like, Max couldn't, Max, there was arguments going, well, it well, was Max equal. could, you know, could Max, like, not pit? But if Max stayed out there on old tyres and didn't pit, Ricardo would have pitted for new tyres and just absolutely eaten him up and passed yeah. him. Like, yeah. they had to do it. Once that pit stop came and in, also, they... also, I don't think they would have pitted Ricardo without Max. They wouldn't have given Max the win... As in track position. Yeah. Oh hell no! Not all after. they were all they were doing was they were neutralising Rosberg. Yeah. So they would put new tyres on the car, so that Max and Daniel didn't fall off the cliff, and then Rosberg come running through. Mm. They had a free pit stop in front of Rosberg, so they did that to both cars. Come out ahead of Rosberg. Rosberg's not going to touch them for the next the rest of the race, and they didn't change the order between Max and uh, Daniel. Yeah. And because was... if they had done that, there would have been all hell break loose. Oh, yeah. Us would Australians have been, would have been very upset. I think they would have had a very angry Daniel, too, because oh, that would have been the he, third race that he he's been stoked. Stolen. Like, he was so happy because he was like, he was like, we're not, they expected maybe podium, but not to be the not, top. Yeah, they didn't expect to be dominant here, and which they weren't. No, they, were. they won. But big. they didn't, ex- well, if you had have said they were going to be a 1 2, I'd hate to see what the odds were for a 1 2 um, Red Bull, but they would have been pretty good. Because then you had um, in the cool down. Because, I mean, Ricardo sums it up really nicely here. Yeah. This comes in. Just told you I'd win one. You did, Daniel. Nice work. Sometimes you need a little bit. Things to swing your way. It goes both ways. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it does sum it up pretty well. Sometimes it's you're just... on the end of the stick that's maybe got a bit of a whiff to it. And the other yeah. times you're on the good end of the stick. Yeah. Like. It's just that's part of racing and just take them when they come because I'm guaranteed, like, you know, Lewis can be upset and he's got every right to be upset, but he's probably taken a victory because of another engine failure or someone else has failed in front of him. He's, you know, this is not the first person to lose a race because his engine blew up. No, I agree. I agree. The The only thing is it is big championship implications. Hmm. Really big. But that happens. It's racing. But talking about Daniel, w- they've all had this in previous classes. Yeah. They all would have had wins sucked away from them when, you know, your luck doesn't last mm. forever. And firsts. I think this is the first time that I've seen um, 
for Shuey's. Yeah, I was just reading on your screen, actually. It, Rosberg said, I hope Daniel doesn't, doesn't win, win again. again. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause no this more is, No more Shuey's. No, Rosberg wants it. He's pouring. He's pouring, like, champagne into Ricardo's shoe. And I still think there's there's already three people, well, there's four people on this um, podium right now that know they're about to drink champagne out of a boot. <laughs> and one of... <laughs> Uh, I think he just forced it down. Like, Christian Horner needs to work on his shoe drinking. Yeah, he does. And this is... Max is here going, I'll, I'll drink some, but I'm no, not going to ask Rosberg, for it. Rosberg suggests Max does it. Okay. See, he's, the he's way I read that then is he's like, I'm going to drink some too, but you have to do it first. <laughs> like, Rosberg knows he's going to drink out of a shoe now. Once he sees Max do it, yeah, he's everyone's like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, now like, they're like, Rosberg? <laughs> Even Helmut Marco <laughs> thinks this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, how alpha male is that, though? <laughs> I'm going to make you drink out of my shoe that I've been wearing in a race car for two hours. In the hottest race of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great. No, it was it was awesome. My the favorite. suey needs a, to be put up on a, a bit of a... A rest now? Oh, I yeah, think. he needs to go on the back burner because, like, Mark Webber was going to have none of that. He grabbed that shoe and threw it Turfed straight it. away. He's like, I actually Whoa. watched Ted's notebook afterwards, and Ricardo's walking around the pits with the one shoe. <laughs> no oh, shoes. Took, yeah. Someone took his other shoe. Oh, uh, there's an inter- this, um, interview with um, the Sky F1 guys later. In- yeah, yeah, he's sorry, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. And, oh, the sweat running through him. Yeah. He's, like, making these huge puddles. Yep. But. Oh, it was it was a good race. It was fantastic. Um, oh, a lot of stuff happened in that race. Um, we haven't covered probably even half of it. No. Uh, Massa had a soccer. Mm. The car, uh, what was it? Wouldn't engage gear or something? Or yes. And then another big thing just before the start, which really screwed the start up, to be honest. And probably, Saints. Yeah, Carlos Saints. But he got it back and running. And well, it's the. Apparently, this is the second time. So, apparently, um, Magnuson or, or Palmer did this last meeting. The car stalled on the on the um, grid. And they used... So, they don't have a starter motor on mm-hmm. board. But they used the electrical... Uh, the ERS. Yeah, the ERS to start the engine. They used the electric motor to start the engine. They basically use this little starter motor. Basically, 160 horsepower starter motor. <laughs> I bet it starts quick though. It yeah, doesn't have to spin compared to like a normal starter motor, which is like two horsepower or horsepower. <laughs> so but no, it was a pretty was... good effort that he got it going. Oh, it was, and kudos to him. I, I haven't seen that before. So, but that was a good round. Well done, Ricardo. Love your work, mate. We've got an exciting um, weekend ahead of us. We've got Bathurst, mate. Bathurst. I know. I am. I'm looking forward to Bathurst. Oh, you look it. I am. <laughs> I am Hundred percent looking forward to it. So yeah, I'm reading be. your screen at the moment. Stop reading. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, no, it, I am really looking forward to Bathurst. I can't wait. I've um, I, predictions. What do you got? Um, you heard mine the other day, and to be honest, not everyone agreed with me, which was pretty normal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. No, I. I don't know. I'm I'm leaning towards like I think Garth Tander's actually gonna be pretty good. Oh come on, that's the one I said and everyone's like, nah. No, I, nah. no, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, fuck, I think he can do it. Look. I still think Triple Eight are gonna be strong, but I think Garth Tander's gonna be that dark horse or even James Courtney. I think watch out for the HRTs. I think Tander is a bit of a dark horse with that new chassis. Mm. Um and it's just he Luff seems to be going driving really well. the car really well as well. Yeah, Luff's driving the best I've seen him drive. Mm. Tanner's also, driving quite well. It'd Good be interesting car to see and how the engineers seem to be working quite well together because that's the engineer hasn't been in that team for that long. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how the um, DJR team Penske cars go because they sort of had a bit of pace at yep. Sandown. I just I don't think Pye can win it. Maybe famous last words. I just don't think Tony Delberto is a good enough driver. Um, so yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I have put, um, Fabian as the top finishing Ford. Just because he seems to be, he he seems, sometimes they seem to get it all right. 
Mm. Fair enough. They might not, but there's a chance that they might. Also, quick one. Mm. Development, another four that'll be racing. Bryce should get his car back for Bathurst, is it? Yeah. Did yeah, you get that he fixed? Be, yeah, he should be back for Bathurst. That's good effort. Yeah. Like, that was a big hit. And um, I'll put it again in the show notes and we'll link it on our Facebook page if any of you guys want to, you know, if anyone can help support him, I'll put the links in his page. Yeah, yeah, definitely Just get behind him. Anything you can do to help it out. I think that's it for us for this week. Yep. We'll see you all next week. Remember to hit us up on Facebook. Yep. At Breaking Late. Yep. And our Twitter is at Breaking Late underscore FM. Alrighty. Over and out. Yes, very much so. I'll leave you with something. The sounds of the doggies winning the grand final. Listen to it, everyone. It's glorious. Here we go. There it's done. I'm so happy I could have cried. It was a good game. It was a good game. You couldn't tell who was going to win until about two minutes from the end. Ready?